What's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Ask a CSP podcast. So this is a complimentary podcast that comes out on Thursdays to the other side of the firewall, where we highlight those movers and shakers and glass ceiling breakers, those people of color who made to the other side of the proverbial firewall. Uh, today is a little bit different. So we're doing the Thursday uh, podcast where I'm talking to uh, Sam Brown is with us. He is a professional speaker and consultant for staff and program development. So if you could just uh, let us know who you are, a little bit about your background, and then uh, any you know topics you would like to to cover during this uh, during this uh, episode, and then we can kind of get into how all this is applicable to uh, securing employment in general, right? And kind of figure out who you want to be uh, as a person, where you want to work at, but then how that applies to cyber as well. Oh yeah, for sure. So one, uh, thank you for the opportunity to just be on here and engage with you. Um, super excited. So again, everyone, my name is Sam Brown. I am a professional speaker uh, and a consultant for staff and program development. So what that means is I travel as a speaker. I do workshops uh, with students, um, middle school, high school, college students, mainly around just like um, job readiness, leadership development, mindset development, um, and just becoming the person that you desire to be, like identifying who that person is and actually giving them the tools, the skills and the confidence to become that person. Uh, and I also am a consultant where I tra train staff around the same thing, becoming the person that you desire to be, how to develop as a leader in your role, how to continue to build a, a strong team that's able to serve the people um, that you serve. Um, is, and then also supporting them in creating and developing programs that focus on engagement, retention, and recruitment um, of participants, of community members, whoever uh, your target market is. So um, super excited to be here. I have over 10 years experience in teaching uh, job readiness uh, courses. I've developed curriculum around job and career readiness and how to you know get into an industry how to shift out of that industry if you're looking to jump into another one um so just being able to teach and teach that to people of all ages from 14 to 24 has been uh an amazing opportunity for myself um and recently i just uh i'm in the process of finishing up and releasing my first book uh grow through what you go through and that's just again about how do you grow through your life experiences to become the person that you desire to be? Even if that means you want to jump into something new like uh, cybersecurity, right? How, how do you become that person that you desire to be that can make that shift and excel in that new career field? So I'm super excited to be here. Oh, absolutely. And that, that's amazing. Like, I'm, I'm glad to get you on before, you know, you blow up <laughs> with, the, with the book going on. No, that's, that's awesome. So I, I have a lot of questions just, uh, from from your introduction, right? So you said you've been doing it for about 10 years now. Uh, what kind of led you down that path? Like what made you say, okay, I want to to um, uh, work within this field? And then like, was that before or after you started to uh, speak publicly? Yeah, so um, ironically, um, majority of my professional career, cause I'm 28 years old. So fresh out of like, you know, high school, I just wanted to jump into this field because I had the pleasure of going through programs like that where, you know, they opened up my eyes to how to not just obtain a job, retain a job, how to find, you know, a career of your choice through different, you know, explorations and um, and different uh like just opportunities, whether it was workshops, whether it was um, eight, 10 week sessions. 
And really the real passion came because, you know, growing up for me, um, I was written off as a, as a young person early on, like you wouldn't amount to anything. So I really dedicated my life initially when it came to that work of, you know, creating programs, creating curriculum around job readiness to impact the same young people that other adults are writing off. And I wanted to be that person that helped me during my time of like uncertainty or questioning whether or not I'm actually going to become something in life. So that's how I initially got into it. And I loved it. And I've been doing it ever since. I started to actually create my own curriculum a couple of years ago, just based on just like wanting to adapt and improve what I see that's already out there. And what I know that works um, as far as just like job um, and life, you know, uh, skill development. Okay. And with, with that being said, so that's uh, awesome that, that you have that, that drive and that initiative, uh, but also that you want to give back to, to the community, right? So that's a lot about what this platform is about as well, uh, is trying to grow out uh, our field, cybersecurity, only, it's only 9% of us are people of color, right? So we're just trying to uh, put people in, in the proper seats for the 700,000 or so uh, job vacancies that are here just in the States alone. Uh, so that, that, that's great. So when it comes to um, that motivation and trying to motivate others, uh, how has that um, impacted your, uh, just kind of like the, the way that you design your lessons and the way that you you uh, actually teach? Like, has have you learned any lessons throughout the 10 years that kind of you can, you can say like, here's my, you know, top one or two or three, uh, like, lessons that I, uh, I I built up throughout my uh, my journey? Yeah, I think um, for me, throughout my experience with it, um, because again, I started so young at 18, I barely, you know, knew that much myself, right? Um, but as I, you know, obtained my own different forms of employment and made shifts and, and just went through, you know, the great experiences and not so great experiences, I really allow my life experiences to be my biggest teachers. And then I share those experiences through my own curriculum. So one of the biggest lessons I learned just when it comes to just teaching, right? Um, to teach and not to talk, right? Because I think a lot of times, you know, teachers, and we see it often, whether it's teachers, coaches, um, who, whatever, facilitators, they're just regurgitating information that they see on a slide or in a textbook. And that doesn't provide, for me, it didn't provide a real world experience where I can actually apply this right now to my life. But teaching on the other aspect for me is like, I want everyone to walk away every session with something applicable that they can then go and utilize right then and there. I don't want to give you something that you'll be able to utilize in 10 years. I want to give you something that you could utilize now. So that's how I really shaped my topics around what is most relevant for the population that I'm serving. So if it's 14 and 15 year olds, what is the most relevant thing that they need right now is to build those foundational skills of resumes and cover letters. Yes, you might not use a cover letter, you know, right now, but you can practice it. It's impressive if you send in a cover letter at 14, 15 years old, applying for a job. It's like repetitions, like free throws. Um, 
So that was one of the biggest lessons, even like with my older population that has had employment and they're looking to jump into a new field. It's like, how do we, I'm teaching them about transferable skills and how to word transferable skills on a resume or on a cover letter or using key terms and key words that are buzzwords, because I've also had the pleasure of, of hiring people as well. So I learned the game of like, what do people that are employers are looking for? They're looking for buzzwords. Does it match the job description? Um, does the skill set, even though it might not be in the same field, you're, you're saying certain language around certain skill sets that I know that you can utilize, you know, in this job. So that was the teaching in me, right? I wanted to find how to teach you something that you can actually utilize versus just giving you all this information. Um, and then probably the other main thing that I learned throughout this process is teaching through activity, right? I think a lot of times people already know, you know, what you're going to teach them because they've experienced it in some way, shape or form, but the activity allows the debrief and the discussion to be a lot more organic and not forced because they have just done an activity that's in relation to whatever we're teaching. And now I'm asking you questions like, what was the most difficult part about the activity? And their responses are literally what we're going to talk about, right? Um, so those are the two biggest lessons that I've learned when it comes to just teaching and running programs around job readiness, job skills, life skills, different things like that. No, that, that's 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 definitely speaking uh, to to me with uh, the job search, right? So, uh, I don't know if I've actually talked about it on the podcast, but when my initial um, transition from the military, I transitioned like the retired from the military, started uh, an internship, but I did it during the the great way out layoff wave, right? Like, which is still kind of happening, right? You still see. Uh, the, the rumblings from these trillion other companies still letting people go and what have you. Um, but the way that they pump you up on the way out is they're like, man, you have all these these skills, all these things that can transfer, like you're a natural leader because we we got you know two decades of, of leadership uh, piped into you. But then you hit the market with the masses, right? So everybody's applying for these jobs. Um, luckily, I, I was able to, uh, to to stick the landing, right? But it wasn't from it wasn't first application, first job, right? It's like number 51 was the one that, that stuck. So for people who are still out there um, trying to, to uh, set themselves apart, right? Trying to make them, trying to, to make sure that they're, they're going to make it to the top of the stack. Uh, what kind of tips do you have for those type of people who are, uh, maybe, they're, maybe they're going through a pivot or maybe they were just laid off and they're trying to, uh, you know, just jump back right, right back into the market. Like what can help them? stand apart from all the other people who are currently out there? Yeah, so like the one thing uh, for sure that can help people stand apart, and I actually learned this from my mentor when I was literally, when I moved from Pennsylvania to Maryland, and I'm like trying to figure out, you know, what direction, what job do I want to go into? The one thing that he uh, he told me was um, the key terms, like whatever they say and utilize in their job descriptions, um, or in the job postings, take those words. So like, if it's like, if they're looking when it comes to like um, qualifications, right? The section in the job posting where it says qualifications, those key terms, like um, someone that is able to lead a team to a common goal. You want to utilize that in your cover letter and how like 
you you, lead, you led a team to a common goal or you want to utilize that when you had submit your resume and under your resume you put like the bullet points of like what you what you've done in that role um because the more that they can just see certain language the more likely you're going to just jump to like you know this is at least the interview pile because the biggest thing really is like you want to get in the door because then you can allow your personality to speak to to the um employer and you're able to have a an engaging conversation versus I'm just reading a a paper and I'm going through 20, 30, 40 applicants. So I'm trying to fish through them really quick. And a and a last thing you want to do is is not have them, you know, pull your your uh application, even though you might have the experience or you might have the qualifications that are transferable. Um, but it's because you're not using certain language. Um, so I've learned that to just whatever they put out there, utilize their language um, because they'll probably read in 10 seconds of your cover letter, maybe just skimming through your resume. And then it's just looking for key things that stick out to make them keep reading. Um, so like, that's one, of that's something, that's some advice I would give to someone for sure. And then the other thing is just like, making sure that what you're searching for aligns with who you are, because then it makes it easier for you to go through the process. Cause sometimes you're in multiple rounds of interviews and it's daunting and it takes a lot, but if you're passionate about the work that they're doing, then it makes it easier for you to articulate, you know, your, your experiences or articulate, you know, um, some examples that you can give that provides more clarity around like, you know, yes, you were doing this, but now you're trying to jump into this field, but there's a lot of similarities and this is how they are similar. Um, and it just shows that confidence. So I, I want to dig a little bit deeper into that because it's the, it's the second time, uh, I've heard you say it and, and I'm paraphrasing, right? So we talked about offline a little bit, but it was like, uh, something to, uh, something to the fact of you need to pursue uh, uh, the career career field that speaks to you as, as opposed to the, um, the the salary. So mm -hmm. if you can go a little bit more into that. So, so how, because at the end of the day, right? Uh, a lot of people are jumping into our field uh, because it, it can be very lucrative. And I'm not trying to knock anybody for that. I mean, that's why I stayed in the field, right? Um, as opposed to trying to, trying to pivot and find something different. Um, but for the person who is kind of out there right now and it doesn't quite know what they want to do, but they see something shiny over here in the distance, like, okay, cyber's paying pretty good. But what would you, what kind of advice would you give them? Like, how do they, how do they kind of uh, follow their, their heart, so to speak? Like, okay, like what speaks to me? How do I figure out, like, like, do I sit there and I storyboard or like, do I jot things down? Like, how do you kind of figure out like, what, what do I want to be? Right. Yeah. So um, I'll start with, uh, you know, I do this thing, it's called like an impact statement, right? Stating like, what type of impact do you want to make, right? So if you're going into cyber, you know, security field, like why, ask yourself, why are you going into it? Um, and if your answer is literally, you know, you know, because I can make X amount of money, most of like, you never know, like what, what that, what does that come with, right? Like, you know, um, so I, I think it's important for you to understand when you're going into something, why, why do you want to work here? 
because as much as like the dollar sign might sound good, it comes with a level of responsibility and, and a job duty that you might be like, wow, I wasn't, you know, I didn't want to do this type of, you know, cybersecurity, or I didn't want to go into this aspect of the field. So now you're at a job that's paying you well, but you're also realizing that you're not happy or you're not feeling, you know, valued or you're not making an impact. Um, so I start off with just a, uh, an impact statement, like, what do I want? Like, what impact do I want to make? And then the second thing, I really do some research on just the company. Because, again, as you know, every company is different. Like, you might be in the same field, but every company is different. Every company has different focuses. Every company, you know, does different things. Like, you might apply for a job that pays you really well, but requires you to travel multiple times a week or multiple times a month. And you are a family person where traveling now takes a burden on your family. And now you're you're impacting that area of your life. So it's like really understanding what you're walking into and and what does that company represent? Because, you know, there's a lot of cyber security companies out there that just like there's a lot of tech companies out there, just like there's a lot of you know, um, gaming companies out there or sports companies or, you know, um, coffee shop companies, but everything is different. You know, um, I always use the example, you know, some people are better fit for Dunkin' Donuts. Some people are better fit for Starbucks because of culture, right? Culture is super important. And even in the interview process, asking questions, especially when you get towards the end of the process, the culture, and seeing if it aligns with you. So like, those are like some of the things that I really focus on culture. Um, what impact do I want to make? And can I make that there in that position? And then really researching, you know, the company's values and and who they serve and, and different things like that. No, that's perfect. Like that's a soundbite for it, for it by itself, right? That's something I can put out there. Uh, I think that will speak to people uh, sometimes a little bit better than um, the the technical jargon that we use. Uh, I think that this this interview is more uh, has way more universal appeal, right? Because there there are a lot of people making some really big pivots right now. Like ever since twenty twenty, things the world's crazy, <laughs> right? So people are kind of trying to search for their passion. Like, what do I actually want to do, and what type of opportunities are out there, right? Things I just never thought of. Uh, like the the pandemic changed the world in a lot of interesting ways, right? Like uh, I, I work from home, right? Never even thought that was a thing, especially not in the military. Like we're working from home in the military. I was like, our entire job is physical. Right. <laughs> so, and, and then just seeing uh, the different things sprout out of it, right? Like you have uh, uh, food delivery services and all types of other things that, that kind of pop up. So it's, it's, it is pretty cool. Um, so like, obviously the pandemic was, was awful, but I'm just saying like the, the years after, right. The way we've, uh, adapted to, uh, to our circumstances has been pretty interesting. Um, so let, let's go into the, uh, the, the book a little bit more. I'm very interested. So, um, you, you kind of talked a little bit about what made you decide to do it, but what is that process like to, to actually sit there and, and become an author? Um, so quick backstory, I've actually been trying to become an author since the pandemic because pandemic hit, got laid off from my job, um, really wanted to start pursuing my business, uh, faith and effort, 
which again, we talked about like the services and how it evolved to what it is now. But one of the biggest things for me at that time was just like, um, I want to like, you know, I, I've always wanted to write a book now. It's perfect time. I'm home. Um, I'm unemployed right now. So I actually wrote a book during the pandemic. Um, it, it was, uh, the book was just focused on, um, create, cultivate, elevate, right? It was very focused on like creating this version of yourself, cultivating that version, and then elevating to become that person. Um, it never got published. It's still somewhere in my archive somewhere just because I felt like it was out of anger of just losing the job. So fast forward to 2023, I told myself like, I'm at a point where I really wanted to write a book that helped people. And I was in a space, a good mental space where I actually felt like I can give real value. And I wasn't in like a space of just like uncertainty, desperation, anger, different things like that. Um, so yeah, like this, the book itself, um, the process, it was really a lot of self-reflection um, because everything that I poured into the book is something that I've gained along the way in my life, whether it's stories, whether it's um, inspirational people, um, or just like who I am and experiences that I went through, because I want people to understand that like your growth process or growing through what you go through is more of a, um, a lifestyle choice, deciding that every experience that I have, I'm going to find growth in it, no matter how great or no matter how painful that experience is, it's important to always seek growth because that can be a tool that you can use to become the person that you desire to be. We're constantly changing our values, uh, what we believe in, what we want to do in life constantly change. And it requires you to be equipped to handle whatever comes with that change, which a lot of times is hardship. A lot of times is struggle. So it's like your mindset. Um, it's super important to, to develop a growth mindset where it's like, yes, this might not be looking good now, but um, over time it will. Um, so that process has been interesting. It required a lot of just like locking in, um, not doing some of the things I would usually do, staying up late nights, um, you know, not playing video games, not, you know, indulging and in just watch binge watching like TV but just really like pushing myself. Um, it, it was also uh, rewarding to get to that end and feel like I have something viable that can really impact somebody. No, that, that's, and that's powerful. So uh, and I don't want to get the quote wrong, uh, but it's growing through what you're going through. Is that? Yeah. So, yeah, so the title book, the title of the book is grow through what you go grow through. through. Go through what you go through. Okay. Gotcha. And I'll make sure we put that in the description. So people, can be on the lookout, right? For when when it when it does drop. And then hopefully when it does drop, you can shoot me a message or something like that. And I can I can put it up on the oh, podcast. Yeah. But like, remember, remember the book we talked about? Like it's out there. So yeah. now uh, for sure it's got production right now. So um once I have it finished printing, then I'll uh, I'll definitely send you the link. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, that's that's awesome, especially for people trying to aspire to doing something uh within that vein. Like I've thought about it, but I've never gone past uh, the thought. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you think about it, you're like, ah, so many hours. <laughs> yeah, listen, 
I, I went through the process. I tried to write, you know, two other books before this one. And it was just, I started, I stopped. But this one, I just told myself, like, let's go. Let's lock in. Whatever it takes. Little by little, piece by piece. Um, so I was able to get it done. Um, so I, I'm, I'm definitely, it was a process. I think the hardest part is just seeing yourself as an author. Because seeing yourself... It's just like when you when you change jobs, right, or jumping into a new field. It was like it took me a while to see myself as someone that somebody wants to read something about. But then I had to remember, like, you're a speaker and people pay you to come speak. So what's the difference from you speaking right. and you writing? So once I got past that, same thing with you is like your podcast. You have people that watch your podcast faithfully that um that subscribe to the podcast so clearly you know they want it, they like to hear what you have to say what your guests have to say in general um so just taking that and understanding like okay like people actually do want to hear me like now it's just the fact that like I just had to write it and and just go like I, I told myself I'm gonna write it and I'm going to just keep writing. I'm not going to like question it too much. I'm going to just write it. And the moment I question it, I got to walk away from it then come back and just write, write, write. So that's awesome. And then and now, now it's uh, coming to fruition, right? So that, that's, that's, that's amazing. Uh, and earlier, so uh, before I asked that question, you, you did, uh, you, you alluded to that. You've, you've talked about faith and effort uh, already. I don't think you talked about it enough, to be honest with you. Like, so let's go a little bit deeper into that. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh you 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 spoke about the the initiative and and the services that are being provided what does the future look like yeah so the future um with faith and effort the future looks like uh creating a um creating a multi uh million or billion dollar company that that helps aspiring speakers have get opportunities and platforms to impact so almost like creating an agency right a speaking and consulting agency where People from all over, um, you know, are a part of this organization. And what we're doing is we're developing them as speakers. We're providing uh, coaching. And then we're also um, getting them paid uh, through gigs, through trainings, through consultants, and and just really building that out, building that, that concept, because I'm actually a part of a organization um, that does similar work. Uh, So I'm a part of something called Cool Speak, which is a youth speaking engagement agency. And I am a contract speaker where I travel and I help uh, facilitate camps, workshops, different things like that. So um, that actually, that organization gave me the inspiration, um, which I always envisioned faith and effort as I want to help the speakers that were questioning themselves how I question myself. My life has always been like, I want to help people that has went through the similar experiences as me. And early on in my speaking career, it took me like two, three years to get a paid speaking gig. I was doing a lot of stuff for free. I was on Instagram, I was on social media and nothing was clicking. And I questioned whether or not do I belong in this space? And a lot of times it's because you don't have resources, the financial, you know, um, income or the income that to pay somebody to help you figure things out. So really with the organization, it's like we get the services of the speakers that can go out and now 
facilitate these these camps and these consultations and these trainings and these speaking engagements and in return they get the experiences the exposure the skills the confidence um to become the best speakers that they want to become um so that's like the future and then of course i want to start a foundation under the LOC and that foundation is focused around community work providing for the community um, whether that's scholarship money um, doing local community drives um, just really supporting the community but then also like giving them the resources to elevate because I think a lot of times in our community things come and go like you know, like food drives, book bag drives, which is all amazing. And I think it's needed, but um, the impact over time, unless you're doing it consistent, the impact over time for me, I want to do even more. I don't want to just do it to say, oh, I had a Thanksgiving drive. I really want to provide resources to support individuals. That's why I did the curriculum piece, right? Um, to provide them with free trainings and classes so that they can be equipped to go get jobs in a new field with little to no experience or um, be equipped to pivot and just change something and, and, and elevate beyond their circumstances because I've been blessed to be able to do that. And it's be only because someone has helped me. So I want to do the same. No, that that's, that's both inspiring and uh, humbling to see you, you know, building this uh uh multi-part business right where where you're doing the uh the training the engagement uh the uh the curriculum all that good stuff and then you oh by the way we also want to build something that's sustainable to help grow the community uh and and continue to support people so that, that's amazing so if, if somebody was interested uh with it because right like you're 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 still you're still building it you still you know have uh room to grow and what have you but if somebody wanted to, to um uh, either help support send something or provide you services to uh to help you continue to grow how would they contact youth or how would they contact faith and uh and effort yeah so um they can contact me um directly uh sam brown at faith and effort.org um and that's just my email um my direct email so it's come straight to my phone i'll be able to answer it. or my website www.faithandeffort.org um that's just another way to just check out, you know, what I have um, and what I'm building. Um, again, you know, the goal is to build the the one aspect of the business that's the speaking right. and consulting because that money is then going to be used to fund the uh, foundation along with grants and different things like that. Um, but yeah, so that's how you can contact me get in, um, and get in contact with me if you want to. Uh, either support, book me for services, or reach out just to get um, connected in some way, shape, or form. Um, and then, of course, my social media is um, at Faith and Effort. Uh, so everything is really straightforward with the Faith and Effort piece. Um, but that's how someone can uh, get in contact with me. No, that's that's, that's uh, sweet and to the point, right? Like, so we're going to put all the links and everything in the description. It's gonna, uh, your branding is perfect. Like, to be honest with you, like uh, uh, people will be able to find you. I, I was able to find you because um, you sent me the message through uh, um, the uh, the app Calendly, I think is how you pronounce it. Mm -hmm. um, but it doesn't come with all your stuff because I like 
behind the scenes, I have not worked out an application process yet. <laughs> so that's a little bit inside baseball. I'm trying to figure out because I don't I don't want to uh, detract people from trying to to reach out to me and as well as I don't want to know too much before I have the interview because if I know you too well, then I'm not going to know what questions that I personally am interested in as well as what the audience might be interested in. Like, oh, let me dig a little bit deeper here. I've already had the answer. And I'm like, oh, I already know. So uh, there's a balance there, but uh, I saw the name and I saw uh, the uh, the uh, the business, and then I hit hit up LinkedIn and boom, popped right up. So I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Like, and I had to dig very deep to try to find you and what have you. So the brand is on point, man. Yeah, um, and, and honestly, your application, uh, I like it because it's it it doesn't require me to do a lot, but it requires me to do enough, right? Um, so I. I I, I think that what you have is is good because it, it just allows for the organic conversations to flow, like you said, without knowing too much. But right. you know enough to at least have basis, and then from there you just kind of flow. So um, yeah, that's just my my view on it. Um, versus no, like it. applications yeah. that I've filled out, some of them are lengthy. It's like we just did the podcast interview through the application <laughs> through the application. Mm-hmm. <laughs> No, that's, that's perfect then. Yeah. Uh, so I definitely want to continue uh, uh, th- this conversation uh, as as aspects continue to uh, to to come to fruition. Right. So like you're already in a, in a state of growth. You're already doing some amazing things out there. Uh, but now I, I want to have you back on when the book drops. I want to have you back on when, you know, you start to um, uh, roll some new initiatives out for uh, for for the business. And then obviously when you get to the part where you you really want to start you know growing that uh, 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 foundation right to to service the community stuff like that I got definitely got to get you back on for that so I can see us having this conversation or having more conversations in the future so that's awesome but before you go uh, I always like to hit up people to uh, find out who they are outside of their career right so that a lot of people come come on to talk about uh, obviously the, the business their initiatives and how they're going to give back to the community. Uh, but then I like, also like to find out like, a little bit more about the person, right? Do you like, you know, reading or playing games or or traveling? So, uh, but what's always funny though is when when I talk to people, like uh, it kind of comes out in the conversation, like I don't have time for that because <laughs> you, like you're writing a book, you're, you know, you're running your own business, you're traveling for speaking engagements. So aside of all of that, right? When you actually do have some free time, how do you like to spend it? Um. So like. And I'm actually got I like had to like push myself to get better because just being a young black male, it's like I feel like I need to build this this great empire and then rest once like my work is finished, right? <laughs> right. But I, I like really like what I love to do outside of it is um so just me personally, like when I'm just by myself or just when I just need like me time, like um I just like to you know, uh, it's funny. I like to watch podcasts. I like to watch okay. sports podcasts a lot. Um, you, uh, if anyone knows me, they know I stay on YouTube watching some podcasts, just like or something on YouTube. So I really enjoy just watching just different things on YouTube, whether it's entertainment, podcasts, um, you know, something that just intrigues me. Uh, video games is my, is my go-to. I love 2K. Um, 2K is okay. like. Is something I really enjoy. But the biggest thing for me, and I actually just got back from Atlanta this weekend, um, just hanging out with people like and 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 good vibes, good energy, and good food. Um, so a, a group of my friends were part of fantasy basketball league. 
Um, we met in Atlanta for the first time and met in person. A lot of them I've never met in person. And it was just fellowship amongst black men. Like it was, it was like super dope. It was just like we got food, like we played basketball, like we went some sightseeing. Uh, we just chopped it up. We just had fun. So I always right. love to hang out with my friends and let's just go get some good food and find like something cool to do um, or something just different like to do and just be around each other. And it's like I'm I'm very big on just like uplifting uh, the black community. And I think that's one way. Um, it's funny. I actually had a group of people. Um, we made this frolicking video where we were like returning to, or, <laughs> right. we were like frolicking. It was like black men frolicking. I saw it right. and we recreated a version of it because I saw it on like TikTok or something. And it was so cool to just get like, see it. And they have people react to it. It's like, wow, like that was so cool. Like, it's just amazing. Black men in their element with their armor, like taking off. Like I, I love to be in fellowship where we don't have to be with society. Like, is framing us to be or be a certain way so that we could like manage and navigate life. So um, long winded say, I just like hanging out with my, with my, with my friends and doing stuff. No, that that's, that's amazing. And I, I haven't seen your version of it, but you, it did. I have seen the frolicking video and that's hilarious. And it, it is, uh, it is counterintuitive, right? Cause yeah, for the most part, the, the way that uh, black men are uh, painted is is different, right? But he had to do, he was like, have you ever tried to frolic? <laughs> and he had him running around. I was like, that's hilarious. And no, and I haven't. It's <laughs> like, actually, actually enjoyable. Like, um, like when I did it, I was just like, wow, like this was actually kind of just fun just to like run right. freely and just like frolic. I was like, this is actually kind of cool. I was doing it more of a joke, but it actually turns into something that that, that added some value to my life. Uh, and it's made me like understand, you know, black men in America and how like we don't get opportunity to be like quote unquote like free or like or like and seen in a softer light. So it was right. cool. No, that's that's awesome. I'm definitely gonna uh check out your your version of it uh because that that brings like that it brings a smile on my face. That's funny. <laughs> It's, on my, it's true. It's, it's very true. Yeah. It's on your Instagram. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's very true. Like, uh, so no, that's good. And it, it sounds like you're you're in a good uh, uh, mental space, right? So that, that's definitely something I like to to talk to people about who are pursuing business and who are pursuing trying to trying to you know, uh, not just build their business, but uh, also people who are trying to uplift people or trying to do both, because uh, you put yourself on a back burner a lot, right? Um, and it, it's it's like that across the board with most people who are entrepreneurs. It's just like, yeah, I got all these things I want to do, right? I want to, I don't want to miss opportunity. I want to strike while the iron's hot. But then, what about you? Like, what are you doing outside of it? So that, that's good to hear that you have some some balance, right? Like, obviously, you're not going to have all of it because you do have some things that you want to, you know, knock out and what have you. But it's better than most people I talk to. Like, yeah, all I do is like X. <laughs> all I'm doing is studying, or all I'm doing is, you know. Uh, working 50, 60 hour weeks. So it's good, good to have that balance. So no, that, that's definitely- Good food and music, man. Yeah. I, those are my good food and music. Football season about to start back up. So friends come through, we watch some football, eat some good food, just just good energy. I just love good energy. It's like, it refills my cup to like go after life, you know? There you go. No, that, that's and that, that's something to live by, right? Like if if anything else, aside from like all the-, the uh, very important and uh just the wealth of knowledge you brought about the the hiring process what you should be doing 
on your resumes, um, how you um, should be pursuing something that you're passionate about as opposed to just chasing the bag. Because uh, mm. we, we, we do talk about it, at least in my field, right? Uh, we talk about the, the money a lot of, of the aspect. But once we fill out those 700,000 positions, like everybody's not going to be driving around in Lamborghinis. So like, if you want to be passionate about this before you get too deep <laughs> and there's some sense of normalcy uh, in the future, right? I, I say that and then people still pursue doctor, lawyer, and things of that nature because they still pay, they're always going to pay well. <laughs> Mm -hmm. oh so, yeah sure yeah <laughs> that's, that's so it was that's, yeah we'll see what the future holds but no so thank you very much for for uh joining us on the podcast man uh it, it was definitely a really good conversation and uh you, you kind of took me a little bit out of my comfort zone right uh because you you quickly let me know like hey my thing is uh the uh the, the process of uh professional speaking and getting people into uh you know, starting a careers, motivation, mentorship, things of that nature is not specifically for cybersecurity. Uh, and then I was like, you know what, I'm gonna try it out. Like, I, I have a lot of really cool people who come on uh, and are reoccurring guests, but it is good to have that refreshing uh, take as well as something that's universally appealing, right? So like everyone, regardless of your, uh, your education, your certifications, or your uh, experience, we all have to go through the job process like every single person is gonna have to go through it and it, it's 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 uncomfortable <laughs> so it's, it's good to know there's certain universal things that people can do to, to help them get to where they need to be so definitely thank you for for uh, coming on the podcast uh for everybody who's trying to uh to find you uh i know you already gave us a, a, a you know your plugs and your shout outs but one more time uh for the end of the podcast where can where can they find you how can they get in touch with you and what website should they uh should they hit up oh yeah for sure so um again thank y'all for thank you for the opportunity to be here to just you know speak on something that I don't often speak about but uh just being able to just provide some some form of insight and just the pursuit of like your career, your happiness, um, life in general. But if you are looking to find me, um, you know, to come and do a workshop, a training, speaking, looking to support the organization, uh, my website is www.faithandeffort.org. And you also can email me directly at sambrown at faithandeffort.org. And all of my socials, um, you can find me uh, at faithandeffort and you'll be able to find me on all platforms perfect and we'll make sure we put all that stuff in this in the description as well so people can uh, uh quickly click a link and be able to you know jump straight to your pages uh for me uh please continue to like share subscribe all that good stuff uh i think this is like four what is this this is like episode i want to say it's number seven for the ask assist p but uh in general uh i think we're at like four 29 i want to say this week so we're rolling through them right so monday tuesday our topics wednesday's discussion uh thursdays we have really cool interviews like this one right here on the uh, ask assist p uh podcast uh and then on fridays we talk about everything else so movies books games all that good stuff so definitely tune in for that to see how we feel about the barbie movie <laughs> playing zelda things of that nature so we we like to unwind on friday's episodes but definitely uh keep keep your uh your 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 likes your sh your shares going uh hit a bell there's a bell associated on whatever platform you're on uh and you know just go out and frolic that, <laughs> that's the key to the end of this episode try frolicking out you know what i mean so <laughs> with that being said stay safe stay secure